You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. You know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just a sucker for any movie that starts out with a really elaborate mushroom Rube Goldberg machine. But <laughs> I mean, I felt kind of sold for the beginning of this movie. But I also was like the only person on one of us that like pushed to re- uh, review Sonic One last time. So maybe I'm the fool. Maybe I'm the guy obsessed with large mustaches. Who knows? <laughs> it's definitely a. It'd make a lot of sense. Mustachio question is: Is it? A better mustache this time, or was the first time better for you, Ben? I mean, I didn't get to ride it this time, so I can't tell you. Um, (laughs) To me, the second mustache is best mustache. (laughs) This mustache, they just said, like, okay, everybody was fine with it last time. Let's just go for the full crazy. And that's kind of like what I want to say is the defining factor of Sonic 2, is they said... Everybody accepted this last time, so we didn't need to go crazier. Before I dig into what that means, with me, I have Harmony. Hello. Spider Mike. Howdy, howdy. And Sarah Jane. Hey, now. And I am Ben. And yeah, we are talking about Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which I think they're just going with Sonic 2. I wish I think they wanted to drop the Sonic the Hedgehog and just go with the game name. but they- Yeah, which is a shame, because I got to do the poster and everything for Sonic 2, which I thought was really cool. Oh. Even the opening credit looks just like that. Yeah, so the story of this one is the infamous Dr. Robotnik, played once again by Jim Carrey having the time of his fucking life, is back from a weird mushroom planet he got sent to at the end of the last film, where he is rescued, somewhat rescued, by Knuckles the Echidna, played by, yes, Idris Elba. That is not a meme. That's a real thing. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. life. <laughs> Um, the whole rescue is weird, like in general, but it's weird in the way this movie works. Uh, but basically, he comes back to Earth, and very quickly we see Sonic is trying to be a hero. He is still living with his best human pal. You know, it, it's it's James, James Mars just trying to be adorable. You know, Midwestern dad living in the Pacific Northwest, pretty much. He's like, son, did I ever tell you about the birds and the bees while they're there on a boat kind of thing? Yeah, basically, <laughs> that sort of idea. basically what was happening there, yeah. I, I mean, look, he's doing pretty good for himself. He's still married to Tika Sumter. Uh, That's a good, it's a good gig if you can get it. Yeah, yeah, like I can't, like his life is pretty good and Sonic sends him off to Hawaii for her sister's wedding, who I almost forgot was a character in the first movie because it was kind of unimportant. Mm-hmm. But they're away and uh, Robotnik shows up with Knuckles who... Evidently, there's some mystic, ancient, Ugandan Knuckles echidna war for a chaos crystal. <laughs> and uh, the chaos they decide, and evidently, Sonic is the last protector of the chaos crystal, and Knuckles blames him for everyone in his family's death. Um, so Sonic is about to get fucked up, but thankfully, Tails comes to the rescue. Tails, who Sonic has never met before, and is like, cool, you're cool, we're friends now. And they go on a whirlwind adventure across the world, finding 
the weirdest version of National Treasure I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here for it. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the best way I can explain this the general plot of this movie without getting into spoilers, unless mm-hmm. uh, I'm missing something else there. Besides Adam Pally, who I always love playing Wade in this movie for all the laughs against this one who plays Stone, because he's not even uh, in the Lee Mod- Majdob. I can't say it. I'm not sure if I'm saying that last name correctly. But he's uh, he's really good in this film. But yeah. I guess the only yeah. thing I guess the only thing that we I say you would be missing is that Sonic is still trying to figure out what he wants to do on Earth. Like he's like, I want to be a superhero. That's that's in one of the trailers, but it's like it's like the first actual Sonic scene in the entire film. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's other than that, that's really the only you got everything that without because once you get past a certain point, then you're just like spoiling everything. It's all spoilers at that point, yeah. And it's fun. It's just stupid fun. <laughs> yes, Sonic the Hedgehog two. Is exactly at first I was worried because that Sonic sequence with him stopping this robbery was so full of bad jokes, yes, and and yeah. song choices <laughs> and shit that I was like, oh my god, this is what I thought the first one was going to be, and now I'm scared, yeah. Kind of thing. But once it gets once it gets past that sequence, I was like, oh my god, you guys were like, let's do all the insane shit we wanted to do, like let's actually let's actually make Sonic and Knuckles. But we have to, like, put in these live-action people. <laughs> yes. Basically, the live-action people are definitely, like, secondary characters to this whole thing. Like, uh, other than Jim Carrey, who's just kind of, who chews the scenery the whole time, and is just having the greatest time, I think, being Robotnik. Uh, maybe not that great, <laughs> compared to, you know, based on what's coming out, that he might be quitting Hollywood. But we'll see. Uh, or that might be an April Fool's thing. I don't know. I hate April Fool's. Anyways. Uh but everybody, all the, like, real-life humans, like, are totally secondary. The plot is, like, yeah. once the plot gets going, it, it's so much fun. Like, from... And it never stops. It just keeps going. Like, and, and, and whether or not you enjoy elaborate dance numbers uh, also <laughs> may uh, change your thoughts on some of the movie, to be honest. <laughs> but... Because it, it, it's, it's more important than you think. <laughs> yes, it's more yeah. important than you think. There's bits of that dancing where I'm like, look... Tales, you kind of overdid it to the point where it's no longer a dance number. Like, come on, you guys had this. <laughs> At that point, the guy was fucked. But, uh, but what I love about this movie, besides Aegis Elbow being just the absolute best fucking version of Knuckles I've seen in a, ever, because man, Knuckles is like the number one for me in this entire movie. Knuckles, when I was growing up, I wasn't a big Sonic fan, but what I knew growing up was that Knuckles was badass as fuck. And yep. this movie delivers on that promise in the way that child me was so happy because i was because <laughs> knuckles has been like kind of in the background for a lot of the later sonic games and so having him like up front being like i can kick everyone in this room's ass without any fucking trouble <laughs> yeah that i was like that dude is scary and i love him <laughs> and he's I, we- old borderline um drax at times with the way he talks yeah we were all sat next to each other Mm -hmm. and ben and mike you guys were having like the time of your life over there i was it was great listening to you as as we were watching the movie mike was so happy he was like vibrating like (laughs) like about to levitate up out of the seat Every time Knuckles was on screen, I looked at Ben and I was like, I love him so much. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of just kind of perfect for Like, as I said to Mike, it's like still the only negative thing I can say about Knuckles in this whole movie is like, 
as much as I love everything in his writing, is it didn't have to be Idris Elba even for that voice. The writing is just that good. Now, right. Idris commits hard to like as I said, like I made the Ugandan Knuckles joke earlier. He is legitimately played as the stupidest kindest character at the same time while yeah. still being a villain, and it's kind of adorable and hilarious. He has so many great lines, like of just like dot 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 like just i was, I was dying i was absolutely dying <laughs> but i remembered i had the accidental thought that i lost was that what i love about this movie probably the most is that they actually used a video game voice actor for their character which was right. um colleen o'shaughnessy, O'Shaughnessy, O'Shaughnessy yeah. uh, who plays yeah. tails in all of sonic the, the hedgehog uh, lore since I want to say Sonic Adventure, maybe probably. F- oh wow! Uh, actually, let me I didn't realize check. that. They yeah, they've been doing Tales for a very long time. They felt perfectly natural here, and like everything I remember from like the cartoons and everything, and still Ben Schwartz actually has been like one of the best choices they made. I always right? love him. He he even does the singing pitch thing that he does for Parks and Rec. Like he just he's just like I I get to have fun with this and be myself, but still be Sonic. And like look. There's one thing we haven't touched on is, like, it is still a kid's movie. Don't go into yeah. this expecting, like, you know, the most intelligent plot you're going to see or the most, like, <laughs> you know, you know, brutal live action Sonic fight you'll ever see. It's like, no, it is still a kid's movie and it still honors that. But, like, I can tell you as an adult who's, like, like Mike, I'm, I never grew up with Sonic. I knew the games. I, you know, know, like, the later games more with the weird, goofy plots and the stupid stuff. And, like... It still made me just so incredibly happy seeing them both honor that and parody that at the same time. And it's it's a very loving, like tongue in cheek thing where like there's jokes for adults, but there's just there's just a love for the Sonic franchise while they're also like making it crazy. I think that was one of the the really wise choices they made with the film is that they just leaned into everything. It's like this is it's a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. We're just going to lean into the craziness. We're just going to lead into the, these animated characters. And basically I, I applaud anybody who's able to make a kid's movie funny for adults because they're either stupid, funny and there's adult funny. And then there's like something in between. And I think that's where Sonic the Hedgehog is, is living is that, that somewhere in between. And it was really delightful. I mean, I just, I was surprised. Like the first one I saw, I didn't see in the theater. I saw on, on, streaming afterwards and uh, i was like okay this is all right but like this i've i really enjoyed i um sarah what what do you what thoughts because you brought your you brought your son how did they enjoy the film and how did you enjoy the film as well um he loved it um he thought it was great um he was buzzing about it after I, i think i like the first one a little bit better um, I felt like this one needed, or it, it didn't need it, but I was missing like James Marsden for some reason. Yeah. You know, you see him and then he's gone for most of the movie and then he pops back up. So I was happy, you know, he was there, but I feel like it needed some more James Marsden. Um, well, that's true for like I, just anything in general, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's true. I like James Marsden a lot, to be honest. I love James Marsden. I, I do. He's, uh, Yeah. I love him too. Um, there's a lot of eye candy in this movie. Yeah. Shamar Moore oh is there shirtless. I mean, there were know. like reactions. <laughs> there was people I love Shamar Moore. It's like this was people, like Magic Mike for a moment. I forgot. I forgot who I heard. 
I heard somebody be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, I think yeah. I heard that like, in the theater <laughs> because yeah, because let's like I'm gonna bring it up real quick. So there's um so yeah, uh, Shamir Moore plays um the fiance Randall to uh, Randall, and he's like every time he shows up, he's this like and for like it shows him and his friends, and they're all these like really muscular dudes, and there's a couple jo- jokes about it where they're just like. Oh dear God! Like how like, those yes. people are just like manly as they hell. They were oiled. <laughs> they were oiled up too. Yeah, in yeah. the one seat, like the volleyball seat, like Top Gun. It was like Top Gun. I was thinking so about yeah. the champagne part because my first thought was Zoolander. I think, but it's also still like it's a weird distraction from the rest of the plot of the movie yeah. for me for a bit yeah. until what I'm sure Mike is kind of alluding to. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. there's um, I, I don't even want, I can't even say it because it would be spoiling some stuff. But there's like because every time because. The live action sequences, and I don't mean that because it's it is still a live action movie. The live action, the more live action actors, outside of Carrie and everyone else who definitely is like more with Sonic and Knuckles at the same time, they have a little less to do. But so their scenes are a little more distracting, at least at first. But then, but then it becomes more part of the plot as it goes on, and it, and I like that about it. Um, I I feel like I haven't said anything negative about this film, so I'm going to have to start saying them now. Um, there are a lot of reaction shots that are clear that the actors were just like, uh, go kind of like, if that makes sense, like, cause there's a part where James Marston is staring at like something and he has this look of like, ah, Ooh, and it's just like, okay, you guys, you, there's had to have been a better take <laughs> for a reaction shot <laughs> from you guys. And that happens a lot. For for sequences yeah. that involve big mm. giant CGI ish parts, especially towards the third act, yeah, especially in the third act, there's a lot there's a lot of actors that are reacting to something that they can't. It's clear that they're having a hard time pretending that it's real, yeah. like we're yeah. visualizing that it's there, and so they have to just be like, oh, oh, uh, and it's just it's really distracting. But uh, the, the, my for going to complaints is like, yeah, I'm, I'm with Mike. Is like also the human segment is look. It's a problem in almost every kid's movie like this, the human side of every story about like a super cartoony character. Mm -hmm. And it had some issues in number one with that too, but they kind of worked it out. The problem in this movie is they spend so much time there with Marsden in Hawaii at this wedding when it's not connected to the plot in any way that it just feels like, why are we here? Yeah. You you stop the whole entire movie for this B plot. And they tie it in together, tie still in, together in a way that then yeah. becomes weird after that. Whereas, like this whole situation makes no sense. You just did this as a as another road bump because you wanted to extend the plot more than you know to two hours. You didn't I don't need know. this. I, they, they didn't need the the plot of what happens to Sonic entails when they get there uh, to interact with them. That whole segment was a little bit overly stretched, in my opinion. The joke is great. The joke about. The wedding that mm-hmm. comes out is great, but like it, it just felt like they didn't need that delay to the plot after they get there. Okay. Yeah, I can't explain why it somewhat helps a little bit or why I kind of like it, because if I explain any reason as to why, like actually real quick for the audience, if you kind of want to know why I'm OK with it somewhat and there's something I really want to talk about. Uh, spoiler wise, we're going to do that at the end. But uh, to, to Ben's point, though, he's still right. There are sequ- there are points in that point, especially because all of this happens in the third act for the most part. It's in fact it's kind of the beginning of the third act, whereas um, there's a sequence that yeah it just goes on for a while. Like it's a fun sequence. I think I think it was designed to be a fun sequence more for the parents. But even then, it was still like I don't care about this. Go back 
Go back to Knuckles being funny. <laughs> yes. That's fair. I could have, I could have watched another half hour of just Knuckles just pronounce it, like pronouncing things, just being like, and this strange device, you use it for war or, you know, whatever. Like basically I could have just watched another 30 minutes of that. Like every, every time he was on screen, I was like, I need more of Knuckles. I yes. And, the, and there's, there's sequences where he's just talking in the background. And it was just <laughs> still dying because I couldn't stop they, laughing. They made the best text message was. reading scene I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It was so amazing. <laughs> and there's so many like and there's so many great moments that involve Jim Carrey and him that also had me dying really hard as well. And Adam Polly, as little as he's using this, he's so funny. He's every so time funny. he's on screen. There's a- I always love him, and he just he goes so hard into being the stupidest sweet character possible. Yeah, and he gets a great he gets oh, a fight wait. scene or two against Agent Stone, and it might be the most endearing human moments in this movie for me because I'm just like I said. you two together are adorable. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh at how guns didn't exist for a lot of characters. Right, like the the tasers and because even Adam Polly at one point, like he, you think he's gonna have a gun, he's like, no, he also has a taser. He has a taser. <laughs> like, Might as well be then. a walkie-talkie. Like, yeah, I was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're gonna see this re-edited, and they're <laughs> they're all just walkie-talkies. All right. Uh... So we're kind of all along on this stuff. We kind of love it. Say so one last thing. I think the CGI, it's weird how they manage their budget sometimes because sometimes the fur looks amazing. Sometimes it looks like it's wet and patchy in places where it shouldn't be. It's like you guys are like on a – in the goddamn tundra. There's no way this is wet and patchy. Like stuff like right. that happens. And there's other things where they try for a big shot. There's a great big shot when they're in Siberia, I think it is. And it's like, cool, here's a big shot of the robots chasing him. And it looks – poorly rendered cgi or like older rendered i'm like you didn't need to do this big shot these close-up scenes of sonic you know fighting robots down a mountain actually looked really good yeah like but when you zoom out any of their larger shots except for the big fight scene at the end that we'll touch more in the spoilers i'm sure looks not that great now the big fights in the end they give a lot of weight to things that need weight. That's a problem in a lot of CGI where large things that people are fighting don't feel like they're large because they, they just move really fast. Like that's not what something of that mass would do. It feels weighty and it feels dangerous at the same time. That's really good. So there's some great CGI here. Credit to the CGI you know, uh, uh, team here. The special effects team does great. It's clear these big shots are things that like I bet you the director said, hey, we need a filler here. Can you just uh, render that out real quick? Gotcha. And that's usually what happens is they're like, I, I guess we can. You need it when? It's like, all right. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's going to falter for the fur. <laughs> so let's start in reverse order there from the intro. Sarah, would you like to start us off? Sure. Um, again, I didn't. I, I did enjoy this one a lot. Um, I still didn't love it as much as the first one, but um, there's a lot of fun to be had in this. Uh, I laughed a lot. There was a lot of, um, like someone said, a lot of jokes for adults. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I laughed a lot. Uh, you know, I wasn't sure that was Idris Elba for a second because, you know, he doesn't, he's not British. He's kind of just got an American thing going on. But then I was like, oh my God, that is Idris Elba. <laughs> so um yeah i i've had a lot of fun with it um i'm gonna give it seven out of ten shouts of oh my god <laughs> oh, and yeah. there were a lot of oh my god in gods. the credits yeah. It, well yeah. yeah in the credits 
That's still true. Um, Harvey, you go. You go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like I said, I was was really enchanted by this movie. Um, And I... (laughs) This is a dumb joke. Cut that out. That's terrible. Anyways, but I I really liked this this movie a lot. Um, I kind of went into it. I think what it is is that I saw a movie that was really bad on Thursday... And then Saturday saw a movie that was better, and I assumed it was like the best. <laughs> I don't know what what I you know like my brain is all me- mixed mixed up about it, but I I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I was going to. Like I said, the first one I saw, it was okay. I I worked for Sega in the two in the early two thousands. Um, I have a Sonic doll that I meant to bring with me and I forgot it. It's I okay. did not know that about you already. Yeah, I did. I worked for Sega, uh, doing customer support and during oh. the, uh, Fantasy Star Online era. Ooh. Uh, so nice. I worked for Dream and, and I did Dream- Dreamcast and then, um, also did Sega, the, uh, legacy line. Anyways, was besides the point. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a huge nerd is what I'm trying to say. But like, I, I just, my relationship with the character was that of, you know, I had a fondness for it, but I wasn't like, oh, everything Sonic. And so I, I didn't really know what to expect, but I was just really pleasantly surprised with this. Um, I think I didn't catch a lot of the CGI errors that y'all are talking about just because I wasn't necessarily looking for them or whatever. But I, I'm just saying that I think this was made very well for in a relatively quick amount of time from what I can tell. And I... I enjoyed it. I I don't know what else to say. I, 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 like I said, I could have watched another 30 minutes of Knuckles and just been perfectly happy. <laughs> I could watch more spit takes from Jim Carrey. That would have been amazing too. So like with the, with the mushroom tea or coffee or whatever. So, uh, so I'm going to give this like, I'm going to give this an eight out of 10 floating crystals, floating rings, floating, like everything floats in this movie. <laughs> I'm going to go next to, yeah, we're going to have Mike go last because uh, Mike has, I think, the most passion for yes, what we saw in this what, movie. Yeah. But uh, what it is, honestly, is like, again, I'm not like the biggest Sonic fan. Like, I know some of the Sonic lore. I know so many of the weird characters that ended up showing up in Sonic like in the last 20 years, especially. But like, overall, like this, the reason I think I like this one better than the first one is it is more focused on Sonic than the human element, which kind of works for it. A little bit better and it does pay off when there are those smaller Marsden moments with him because of the first movie. So it is a good sequel in that regard as well. Uh, there's good character development. The bit of Robotnik that shows up, you know, from space is much more the Robotnik everybody thinks of from the game. And then the rest of the movie is a love note to all of that. There's references to Fat Robotnik throughout the movie. There's, you know, references to all of his other costumes that show up in the other games. Yes. The robots look more like the robots from the Sonic games, like, back in the day. Uh, you know, it's – they follow a lot more of those things. My biggest complaint of, like, reference they didn't put in is there's literally a moment that they could have put in the Orca chasing Sonic and they didn't do it. And I am ashamed of them. <laughs> I am outright ashamed of them. Uh, But everything else, everything else feels so good. There is – like there's that wrap-up scene that you expect in every kid's movie at the end. And it just works so well because the heart of these characters that you get to see in that wrap-up scene is so wonderful. From everything from, you know, Tails, Earnestness to just – you know, Knuckles trying to understand what fun is is the best thing (laughs) in the world to me. I Oh, my god. I claim this second of bases. <laughs> oh man, just 
it's fun. I, if you're a Sonic fan and you had any enjoyment in the first movie, and I'll say any enjoyment because, like, I know some people that are like, well, it did some things that I never thought they would ever get away with in a Sonic movie. This does everything else. Yeah. This does everything else, including a credit scene you have to stay for because it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Um, I'm going to give it... Amazing. I mean, I saw the same mediocre to bad movie that Harmony saw on Thursday. I, I'm trying not to let that color that for me, but I just had such an amazingly positive day and good time from this movie. I'm going to have to give it uh, in half out of 10 coffees that need a little bit more mushroom. <laughs> Mike? What else can I say that hasn't been said about this gorgeous, gorgeous masterpiece of a film? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say it's the world's greatest film, but this is what I will say. It is right, Morbius is right. Morbius is, it is, it is not. <laughs> it is not what a, I did not expect in my lifetime that I would say that the best that the, so far the best super uh, sorry the best video game movies track record involved Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. Yeah, and because Sonic Sonic One was such a great surprise for me. Sonic One came into my t- a time in my life when I I kind of needed something fun for a little bit, and it and it it sold it sold that to me very well, and. It was, and but it's more of a road trip film. Like it just happens to have Sonic in it, kind of thing. This movie is a video game movie. This is this is what I this is what some people were were wanting more in the first one, which is that this is an actual, honest to god, video game like plot line that just happens to involve some live action people in it, kind of thing. Um, it's it feels like like Mar- uh, we we ran into somebody that we know Martin who was like it's like a Marvel film. It feels mm-hmm. just like one of those kinds of films, and I had so much fun with it. There's so much going on in it for yeah, both adults and kids and video game lovers and, and non-video game lovers. If you liked the first one even a little bit, you're going to really like this movie. And if you liked Sonic the Hedgehog as, as the character, you're going to love, you're going to adore this film. Um, it's got so many references to things. The me- <laughs> The name of the coffee shop is Mean Bean, which... A lot of people know is the name of a, a game called Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. No, and it was just like <laughs> no, I was just like, oh my god, this is that's such a that's such an amazing reference to have, and I, I was so happy. Um, I just, just like what else? Like I said, what else can I say? I have to give this movie nine out of ten magical chili dogs. Oh, <laughs> all right. So before we get to jokey wrap up, let. Let's pause it here. If you enjoyed our review and you want to hear spoilers, I evidently, according to some of our friends, a lot of the spoilers are already out there. Um, you can listen on. If you've already seen the movie and you want to hear us just rave about spoilers for you know maybe five, ten minutes here, stay on. Um, this is your last chance. Turn it off. Stop listening to us. No? No? All right, Mike, go ahead and explode. Do whatever you do. Shadow the motherfucking hedgehog. Confirmed. Shadow the... G- so the reason I said I was cool with the um, the thing that happens in the third act involving the wedding being fake and it turning out that they have created gun is that yeah. that's just a lot of setup for what's going to come from here on out involving, ironically enough, the shadow of the goddamn hedgehog. <laughs> I just my problem with that that whole setup is it besides it bogging down that whole middle section it, that was already slow with that wedding where we kept going. What's this for? Is they didn't need to establish them there. Them as like the task force that comes to um, Green Hills when they come to stop Robotnik could have been plenty. That could have been fine. And yeah. it, 
I don't think the movie needed that. Again, it was it was like they were literally trying to pad it out to make it be a two-hour movie. And not every movie needs to be two hours. I'm not saying it felt long. No. Nothing about this movie felt long. But that's certainly the section that I'm like, look, you made me question this whole Hawaiian wedding section most of this movie because it wasn't related to the plot. And the way you try to relate it back to the plot just feels like it's a delay to have Sonic and Tails captured for literally five minutes. I mean, I appreciate yeah. Tika Sumter got to do something in this movie because of it. But it's like I feel like you could have written them in for something else because they got – you know they're the heart of the movie even more than James Marsden because they have that line like repeatedly like we're going to go get our kid. That's our fucking kid. It's like mm-hmm. good. Like you own that moment in that movie and it just felt also, pushed I, I or feel stretched like wedding, much. Sorry. I feel like the wedding oh, had please. like really good moments. Um, like you know we were talking about the, the – the, an excellent usage of the song Barracuda, I think, was, yeah, was, I think it was, was yeah. pretty amazing when uh, when uh, Rachel was was you know Tokyo drifting in a in a in a golf cart um, and then just stepped out of it chugging a wine of champagne. That's fucking amazing. Like I, like we wouldn't have had that if we hadn't you know built up that storyline a little bit because I, I think otherwise it wouldn't have made any sense at all. That storyline. They don't do anything. I mean, once they get back together, there was like a kiss and that's it. And then you never even hear from them again. Uh, So that's also seemed weird because if he's on that task force or maybe he's not now since he blew it, I I don't know. But it just felt weird that they didn't do anything else with them. Yeah, that's fair. Actually, that is one. That was one of the other complaints I had, but I couldn't like I said, I couldn't say without spoiling it. Yeah. And the thing is, like, there's so many little things that I could say that. I could have a complaint with, but that, yeah, that was one of the main things that I was like, oh, that was kind of abrupt. But the biggest thing that I think, besides Shadow the Hedgehog being the fucking just the man showing up, the Edgelord <laughs> being confirmed, was that they got to do Supersonic. Like, Supersonic yes! legitimately yeah. showed up, and yeah. that's such an amazing thing. And they did, they, they did the whole thing, and I can't, I can't wait to see what they do from here. I really can't wait. The, the other thing I want to bring up, and I didn't bring it up in the review because I kind of forgot, I was kind of worried to be too much of a spoiler, is the first Sonic Knuckles fight I think is fine. It's trying for that like edgy, dark, scary moment thing. Mm-hmm. But the second Sonic Knuckles fight when they're in the temple, in the temple felt so good. Like the moment of like Sonic knowing what he has to do in that like when he's just pouncing back and forth, knocking Knuckles deeper and deeper into the stone. Mm-hmm. It's like you actually understood what what the task was for designing this fight between these two characters. The first fight scene – has so much of that red and blue just super close together, bashing together. This one's like, no, this is Sonic doing Sonic moves, pile driving, and this is Knuckles punching around him and then just knocking him the fuck out. Like, this is mm-hmm. the, the the way the fight should be that they couldn't do in the video game because of whatever mechanics were in the video game with Sonic and Knuckles. It's like, again, it's like uh, they understood the assignment. Whoever wrote this movie and whoever was like heading up the special effects department and like mapping out these fight scenes understood the assignment so well. That it just gives you that 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 boost of energy, whatever they do. You're like, this is just fun. The snowboarding fight scene is so like, can you just run down that mountain faster? I don't care. This is more fun. Yeah, yeah. It was so it was so cool. Like there are so many sequences in this movie that are just so amazing that I couldn't help but be have a goddamn blast. Because like I yes. said, that first beginning, I was so worried, so worried, and then it just from there, it just it just blew me out of the water. This delightful, I, delightful situation. This is a absolutely. delightful I, just, movie viewing experience. Um, I'd say the moment Knuckles and Robotnik end up at Sonic's door, the movie just is great from there on. Yeah, it loses. It goes fucking ham. The yeah, second he shows <laughs> lean up. into the crazy. 
Uh, also, you know. points to them for also Tika Sumter. Her last line of the movie is like, I really like the red one. He cracks me up. It's like, yes. Yes, he yes. does. Yes. Thank you, movie. Yes, he does. <laughs> and I lost. I, and there was just the, the camaraderie between the three of them when that movie's over is so Oh, so well, sweet. Yeah. So well earned and so well sweet. And that you're just, you're like, I can't. I want to see more of these characters. And after playing as many bad Sonic games as I've had, it's a nice feeling to have that feeling again. Yeah, it was very pure. Yeah. It's it's a nice, positive movie, especially as we're coming out of the pandemic, where you're like, yeah. we need this. And trust me, um, at least three of us could vote, could say other movies coming out at the same time are not, not doing good. this kind of positivity yes. and good time for you. Oh, I saw Morbius too. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you did. I'm so yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah. Me and Sarah review it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Um, listen to our reviews of Morbius and a uh, review of uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of Dumbledore. Secret. Those will be coming out about the same time as this, if not sooner for Morbius. And um, yeah, watch this. <laughs> yeah. Spend your money watch on the this. Yes. Then those two. Please, yes, absolutely. Please let them make more of this movie. I really so I was I was playing in my mind like like thinking before we got on the review um who I wanted to voice Shadow and for like a split second my head said Nick Cage and I'm like please no <laughs> please no. that would be both amazing and terrible it would be time. amazing and terrible wouldn't it <laughs> one of our one of our friends that we were talking to after the review brought up of like Keanu playing Keanu, him and I'm like yeah. oh my god the first character that is supposed to have a gun in the Hasodic games in the, <laughs> the movie being played Keanu. by Keanu Reeves would be so perfect I <laughs> hate and love this yeah. you kicked my echidna yeah 